Welcome in, fight fans, here to Monday edition of Unlocking the Cage. I'm Ryan McKinnell in for the incomparable Jimmy Smith, and I'm bringing my tag team partner, Dean Thomas. That's right, De Niro along for the ride, and we have a stacked show for you today, fight fans. First up, fresh off his victory in the main event of UFC Vegas 59, it is UFC light heavyweight Jamal Hill, and he's talking about his huge victory and what lies ahead and jeff neal stopping by the welterweight is surging and he dropped well a few nuggets on this show that i'm sure you will be hearing about in the headlines if you don't listen but what are you doing you're here now so sit back relax and click play let's get it going it's a lock in the cage on a monday Fresh off his main event victory on Saturday night in Las Vegas. He's always been confident, but Jamal Hill, you got to be feeling even more of that juice on a Monday morning. It's got to feel good to get another win, especially in a main event like that where, I mean, you did. I mean, you got tested a little bit, right? Like you had to go out there and and figure some things out. You put it on Tiago Santos and you are in a uh, very good position on a Monday morning. So congrats, my guy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was but man, I was just happy to just go out there and do what I knew I could do. You know, I knew I could go out there and hang, hang bang, and uh, put him away. I'm just glad that I got to do it and show that. Well, I'm glad that we got another fighter rep in the Midwest. I've been in Vegas 15 years, but I grew up in South Bend. I know Grand Rapids uh, well. I've always liked the Midwest. I've talked about it with Dean and the hook and shoot, uh, the Ironheart crown, like the lineage of mixed martial arts in the Midwest. It's deep. It's rich. Uh, I'm just curious, man. We, I'm just going to start it off just talking about Grand Rapids in the Midwest. Like how much of, of the Midwest and that sort of that sort of vibe, right? That sort of region. How 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 has that shaped you as a fighter? I mean, you you, you seem pretty proud of it. That's where I grew up at. That's where I came from. You know, um, right? Your environment, your environment makes you who you are. One hundred. You know, um, you know, yeah. That's that's just, that's just how it is between me and the mid. You know, Midwest. I, I like it. I like it. So I'm gonna talk about that environment for just a moment, Jamal. You. Like most guys, when they get to a certain level, they all they feel like, oh, I got to go to one of these super camps on these big camps. But you are very adamant about staying with your team and you believe in them and they believe in you. How did this relationship come about? And just kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, it came about with, um, when I came in the gym, when I first came into the gym, um, I met my head coach, Chad Pomeroy. Um, he took me under his wing, you know, and uh, – he just invested in me. He just invested in me. Like, all right, he, he tried to challenge me. He threw little challenges out there just to see if I would do them. You know, even though it was some, it might have been some crazy shit. He just threw them out there just to do it. Not, you know, me wanting to learn and being eager. I just did it. You know, I didn't ask no questions. I just did it. I just did it. And I just kept putting it in the work. And before you know, we had built into something that was just like, we could tell was like, you know, I mean, it could be special. You know, and then from there, we just added that. We just added the other pieces. Like, um, my other, my other uh, coach and training partner, Justin, he came back from the Marine Corps. Um, so he, he got it. He got, he dove in with us. Uh, my coach, Johnny Grigg, my striking coach, Johnny Grigg, where they had already uh, had a relationship previously before. And then he ended up coming back into the fold uh, a few months after I started training. And um, yeah, it just all came together from there. And we just been rocking it. You know, I like, I had a, I had a, a lot of people don't know, I had a pretty decent amateur career. I had about like 13 amateur fights. You know, just dominated, just dominated that entire time. You know, so uh, I stick to routine and what I know, and uh, they're what I know, and they we have never put a game plan together that just 
didn't work or just was just out there, you know, that I wasn't able to find victory and be comfortable with and be able to trust them in. And then, you know, and then us just be on the same page. So just with all those things built up, it's just like, why, why would I, so why would I walk away from that? Well, I'll tell you what, man, I applaud that. I love that loyalty and that trust that you guys have with each other. I mean, to me, that's brilliant. And it's a beautiful thing to see now. Now the the fight is over. When we spoke on the post show, you was like, man, I'm tired. And I know a million things must have been running through your mind. So now that that you had a chance to let the dust settle a little, a little bit, what do you think about your performance on Saturday night? Um, I think I performed. I think I performed well. Uh, I, I, I was ready to fight. I'm glad. Uh, part of me is like, you know I mean, that, I'm glad I got to show that dog and to a degree get to show what, what it's really like to like, uh, what you really going to have to deal with if you want to really beat somebody like me. You know, um, like you can go, you can go in that fight, you can see I eat the best, the best punches you've seen from Santos. You know, the punches that, that, that finished, that finished, uh, that finished Jan Blahovic. That finished Jack Hermanson. That finished, uh, you know, a list, a list of other guys that got him to where he's the number four spot in uh, a knockout. You know, and uh, I ate those. I went in the pocket where uh, where where Rackage and others. And, uh, I mean, those guys weren't willing to go, and they were scared to go. You know, and uh, I turned one of the most feared strikers of all time into a wrestler. You know. You sure did. I mean, yeah, did. I, in fact, like when they were, you know, when Rashad was like, I think he's going to wrestle. But I was like, I don't know, man. Like, and, and Dean, gotta... Dean, that happened in the first round, too. Yeah. Because like, I was sitting watching quick. on TV. I was like, I said that, that to Rashad like... that morning. I said, I said, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if he knows any other way to fight, but then but to brawl. And he shot quick and yep. and repeatedly. But the question that everybody wants to know, Jamal, and I was and I wanted to know this since the moment I saw it, the big question was, Man, where the hell did you get that badass suit that you was wearing walking to the arena with the what with the matching bow tie? You know, shout out my guys at Woodlawn Taylor and Grand Rapids. That's where I got it from. You know, I go there with my guy Abe and uh, we put some things together. I like I have fun. I like being creative. Yeah, it was on point. Keeping it local, Dean Thomas. Keeping it local. I like that. I appreciate that. We're here with Jamal Hill, fresh off his victory in the main event on Saturday at UFC in Vegas. Jamal, uh, I referenced the main event. It was your first five-round fight. You went against, like you said, a guy that has put out a lot of other fighters with those punches that you ate. Uh, confidence level, armor, right? Adding it to your repertoire, going those five rounds. How did you feel? How did you feel after? Uh, yeah, I'm just very curious as that because, I mean, you know, you're still early in your UFC career. Yeah, that was uh, that was actually my second back-to-back main event. Um, oh, that's right, that's right. I was. You just didn't go. Yeah. Uh, you just didn't go the five um, yeah. with Johnny. I have a hard time lasting those five, man. It's <laughs> a good a good problem to have, to right? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of punishment to take. Yeah, but yeah. no, but but actually yeah. going the four did it. Were you were you in the pocket? Did you feel good? Like how how did how did you feel as that fight progressed to a point that you hadn't been before? Um, I felt I felt uh, I don't know, man. I was um, I did feel a little bit more tired than the uh, different type of fatigue than I'm than I'm used to. Okay, which I don't know that could be different from different climate from where I'm from, or I don't know what it was, but it's yeah. just something a little different. You know, um, 
it's good to know that though, right? It's good to feel yeah. it, know that it yeah. happened because it's something that you can improve and work on or at least address, right? Or well, it's something that you know, yeah. Yeah. You now you can anticipate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I learn from everything, you know, and that's definitely something I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn from and uh, I'm gonna make the right adjustments to make sure I don't uh, I don't have that feeling. You know, um, and just yeah, just just get better, man. Just get better. Take this sit back, get better. Uh, don't want to be touched as much, you know right. what I'm saying? Which, which honestly, part of that had to do more so with me being forced to draw the fight out of him. The reason, like, the reason why I got hit as much as I did, because I had to actually put myself in that danger, you know, and he's still dangerous. Oh, yeah. You know, I had to put myself in that danger to get the fight back, you know what I mean? That the people wanted and that I wanted. You know? Makes sense. Look Makes at, sense. Look, look at proof, point in fact, man, look at his last few fights. He went from he went from a smooth fest. People asking why is John why is he, uh, why is Thiago getting main events to fight tonight? Was one thing that changed about that me. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. Uh, you broke up there a little bit, but I got the gist of that. And we're here with Jamal Hill, fresh off his main event on Saturday against Thiago Santos. Now, Jamal, after the fight. You said, like, listen, you were calling John Jones out the moment you won the Dana White Contender Series. Now you're calling Yuri Prohoshka out. I was just talking to Dean, like, one through 10, one through seven, whatever the case may be in 205. Uh, I feel like anyone could be champ. It's it's not really the division of John Jones anymore where there's just this figurehead reigning undefeated, essentially, at the top of the heap. I, I really feel like it's wide open for anybody. Uh, so I don't know what is going to be next for you. I think it's pretty fair to say that the UFC is paying attention. But uh, what sort of break do you want to have? And if it's not going to be Yuri, like, what do you think about an Ankalaev? Because Dean threw that name out there. Is that a fight you'd uh, be interested in? I mean, yeah, that's smooth. That's a that's a good one, but that's a fight that I feel like, like, I want that fight for like a main event for a pay per view at some point. Yeah, you know, maybe I for a belt. Out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's certain fights, it's certain fights in this division that 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 I feel like are money fights. I feel like that's one of them. I feel like that's one of them. I feel like Paul Craig rematch could be one of them if. He's able to, you know what I mean? The, his last fight did hurt that, you know what I mean? It did hurt my hopes because I did want him to keep winning. But, um, yeah, man, it's just certain. It's just certain. It's just, I don't know, man. I just got to see. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't want to take time to actually, but I might have to, you know what I mean? Just based off of what, what, how everything is shaped up right now. Just let things kind of figure itself out. Yeah, I got you. Dean? Yeah. No, hey, Jamal. And, I, man, I can't stop watching this. When you knocked out Johnny Walker, man, I got to know how you did that and how you made his body float like that. And like, what did that look like from your perspective? Because every time I watch that, man, I got, I just said, oh, put that on repeat. I've never seen nobody get knocked out like that. So I want to know how to do it. So, so pretty much, um, it was a, uh, it was just a full punch powder, counted the, uh, counted the jab, threw over, threw over the top and put the temple. Whenever I hit, you know, I hit him right on that perfect turnover where your punch turned over. Yeah. And it, it shut it, it shut him off, man. It just shut him off. But yeah, from my from my view, I caught him like as soon as I landed, uh, I hit him, I hit him clean. He swung. So, you know, I kind of like dip was like rolling to deal with that. When I looked up, I seen his hands in the air. And I realized like, oh, that's like some crazy shit. So he kind of <laughs> fell. I thought, I thought his equilibrium was just off. You know what I mean? So that's when I came in, lined up the second shot to go ahead and finish him. But yeah, man, it was just it was just one of those crazy, just one of those crazy shots. You never know how somebody's gonna react when you touch him. 
I know, man. Like every time I watch that, I go, damn, man, I've never seen nothing like that before. But man, that was, you know, your career has come along so well and you've done everything right. And I'm just, I'm really happy for you that now people are starting to recognize that you're doing things outside the cage as well as inside and everything's kind of lining up for you. Do you, are you feeling the success or, or is it just kind of like whatever for you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I noticed, I noticed I'm being, I'm seeing myself more now. I'm talking about a little bit more now and things like that. But, um, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just focused. I'm just focused on getting where I, on getting, getting to the top and getting where I want to be, you know, uh, for a little while, I did care about people respecting what I was doing and things like that. But now I see like people gonna do whatever, gonna think whatever they're gonna think. They're gonna find whatever thing to say, whatever they're gonna say. You know, uh, LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen. And people always find ways to hate or try to disrespect or discredit that. And I ain't done nothing compared to what LeBron has done in his field. You know what I'm saying? So. It just is what it is. Yeah, the, the, Jamal, two of the important, most important lessons I think you can uh, learn. You're never going to be able to, uh, uh, you know, appease and uh, have everyone like you, right? Like, that's never going to happen. And the other thing is social media ain't real. Like, there ain't enough people right. on it. There's a lot of trolls, and uh, none of it matters. So you keep doing you, man. You keep putting in those uh, Ws, and uh, I have no doubt we'll be seeing you fight for a title sooner rather than later, man. Congrats again on another awesome victory on Saturday, and I know I speak for Dean and the whole crew, man. We can't wait to see what's next for you. And thanks for some time, man. We do appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me on. I appreciate the talk. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Bilal Muhammad couldn't finish him. Steven Wonderboy Thompson couldn't finish him. Leon Edwards couldn't finish him. But you know who could? Jeff Neal becoming the first man to ever put away Vicente Luque. And he had to walk through fire to do it. He's now got a couple wins in a row. He's been a part of the UFC welterweight division for a very long time. We were pleased to welcome him in right now and unlocking the cage here on a Monday. Jeff Neal, man, congrats on a massive win on Saturday and congrats on getting on the other side of your health stuff and, and seemingly being a very happy fighter in this mixed martial arts space, man. We're happy for you. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm grateful. I, I would imagine for those that don't know, Jeff, uh, well, I know you've been in the, the sport for a very long time, but you had congestive heart failure due, due to sepsis. I mean, it was well-documented across the mixed martial arts sites. You talked about it after the fight on Saturday. You kind of referenced it for like, you know, a bit of a change in, in the way you fight and sort of your attitude. I would imagine once you live through that and you deal with like, like fighting's important, it's your job, but it ain't life and death. When you go through that, it's really got to build some armor for you, right? Like in terms of, well, it can't be that bad. Yeah, really. That's the, that's how uh, the weight cut, it started getting pretty bad towards the end. And yeah. I was just thinking to myself, I was like, well, this ain't sepsis. It's a glass, glass half full way of sort of looking at everything. Dog shit yeah. on your PlayStation or, you know, left a big turd in your room. Well, you know what? It ain't sepsis. You lose a fight in the UFC. Well, it ain't sepsis. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be a detriment too. You know what I mean? Like 
some of the fights, like especially during the Wonder Boy fight, like I was getting punched in the face, and I'm like, ah, it's not that bad. <laughs> perspective, Jeff. The old perspective. Yeah. Now let's talk about this last fight on Saturday night. And I gotta be honest with you, man. Like I did not expect that. I know how tough Luke is. I know how good you are, but I just know how tough Luke is. Did you expect to be able to knock him out? Uh, yeah. Like I, I mean, I just, I believe I can knock anybody out. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't care if somebody hasn't never been finished. I don't care how tough you are. Like there's only so many times you can take a punch to your face before you go to sleep. I, so I did expect it to happen. I, I, I thought it was gonna happen in the second round, but. I'll take a third round. But who throws eight uppercuts in a row? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's something I normally do. Like, cause when you, whenever you catch somebody with the first uppercut, it, it stuns them so they don't react to it. You know what I mean? So I, I just spam it until they react to it or they fall down. But it's something I always work on in practice. That's like that's my favorite punch whenever I get somebody back on the cage. Yeah. Now, I, I got to say, man, like, I love I love your hair. And it's, it's the very old school feel to it. So yeah. me and Rashad are starting the Earth, Wind & Fire cover band. And we want to know if you want to play bass in our cover band. I'm with it. Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. I'm here for it. Let's get that. Let's get that a first official concert at International Fight Week. Uh, Dean Thomas, we can make that happen. We can make it a celebration. All right. Jeff Neal joining the show right now here on a Monday. Jeff, you're obviously a couple days removed. The dust has settled a little bit. It is uh, one of the bigger wins of your career. I mean, Luke is, is is obviously a talented individual, but then you throw in the fact that he's never been finished. Uh, you know, the placement on the card, it was all very important. Um, I, I am just kind of curious, though, what is the future looking for you in terms of, you know, rest? Uh, what time in terms of activity, you know, uh, and then I'm also curious, who do you have on your radar, Jeff? Because you find yourself in a pretty decent spot now. Not only are you a veteran, but uh, I mean, you obviously have coming off a, a massive, massive win on Saturday. So I'm curious just to kind of get your feelings on what's next for you. Um, I'm going to I'm I'm going to get back to training. I'm going to start training again tomorrow and uh, I'm going to I'm going to finish out this month with some uh, just just in case I get something sooner than I expect. I don't want to take time off right now. Yeah, but, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish out this month real strong, keep my weight down, and then uh, at the end of the month I'm probably gonna go on like a week vacation, go do something, you know what I mean? Spend a little bit of the money that I made, and then uh, yeah. come right back and get back to it. Uh, I want to I want to fight on uh, in uh, November on the MSG card, and uh, I want Gilbert Burns. And uh, I, uh, he's waiting on the uh, Masvidal, but he's gonna be waiting forever for that one. So I mean, if he wants to get it in before the end of the year, I'm right here for it. I like that logic. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a, a pretty dope fight. Um, I got to bring this up because it was one of the most uh, memorable moments of Saturday night for me, at least. And that was the speech in between the second and the third round from your coach, Safe Saud. And he really brought something out of you. Can you describe the relationship you guys have and what it would it felt like going into that third round after hearing what he said to you? Man, like uh, I love Coach Dave. Like he uh, he he, uh, he always uh, knows how to get me going. You know what I mean? I, I get uh, I get real relaxed, lackadaisical, and like complacent sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, so I like I, I I'll let somebody hit me, and I just won't care about it. You know what I mean? I I kind of let Luke do what he wanted the second round, just because I wanted to take a take a little break. You know what I mean? And uh, he re he realized that, recognized that, and uh, he just got up in my ear until he's like, "Yo, you gonna let this dude take it from you?" And like. He, he does it all the time, and I I have a – just because I think it has to do with Seth. I used to never have that problem. I'm balls to the wall. 
all three rounds. But sometimes now when I get tired, I uh, I take a breather. I'm like in a chaotic situation, which is dumb as hell. But uh, yeah, man, I, I love it, and uh, that's the type of coaching that I need. I love that you. Uh, I love that you acknowledge that it's dumb as hell. Um, but no, I mean, listen. <laughs> I also love that you kind of acknowledged it. It never happened before, but it it could be sepsis. Is I mean, that that's got to be a tough reality to deal with now, uh, as you have this like sort of second or third chapter in your fight career, right? Uh, do you think? Like, if you talk to doctors, do you think that'll pass? Or is this just, like, kind of your new normal? What do you think? I I, I think it's uh, it's, it's it's not – it's way less, like, physical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no – there's nothing wrong with me anymore. You know what I mean? I, I think my – I'm uh, I'm on the uh, on the other end of the uh, tunnel on the sepsis thing. You know what I mean? Like, physically, um, I'm good. It, it's a, it's like a mental block. I'm I, – I get – Okay. I feel like, like a – I guess you could say it's like a fear. You know what I mean? To push past a certain point, and sure. I'm like, oh shit, wait, maybe my heart's gonna stop. You know what I mean? I feel my like, I'll, I'll start to feel my heart racing. You know what I mean? In my chest, and I'm like, oh shit, my heart's gonna explode if I keep on going too hard. So that's 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 what that is. I gotta ask because I I know you haven't been all that frequent with your fighting, probably because of your health. But are you still picking up shifts at the Texas Roadhouse? No, no, I don't. I, I work at Moxie's now. I still pick up shifts over there though. Or where? Moxie's. It's a it's a it's a bar in a uptown. It's called Moxie's Grill and Bar. They they franchise out a lot. They got one in Miami. Wait a minute. Um, so you still work at a bar? What, are you a bartender? No, no, I'm a server. It, it's it's a, it's a bar and grill. Uh, you, so you're still working as a server right now? Yeah, I do that every now and then. Just it's, wow. it's just to stay busy though. Uh, cause I, I, yo, I, yo, if I lived in Texas, I'm just going to like straight up Jeff Neal. If I lived in Texas, I'd be working it as a server too. Maybe not at your exact spot at Moxie's or whatever, but you live yeah. in the barbecue capital of the world. My guy, I would work there just for the employee discounts. I could be, oh remember God. when Ron Artest <laughs> went to the NBA, Dean Thomas, and he worked at Best Buy just so he could get the discounts on electronics. <laughs> That's all Jeff Neal's doing down in Texas. And I can't blame yeah. him at all. Hey, <laughs> that's why I've been getting fat. <laughs> Eating all the, like, I, I overbuy the food. I just wait for guests to, like, get a, a order wrong, and they send it back, and I box it up and take it home. My man, that is a renaissance <laughs> man oh there, my. Dean Thomas. Children, listen to Jeff Neal. This man has it figured out. He knows life. Dean, I'm sorry. You're going to ask a question. No, I'm wondering. So <laughs> so why are you still working another job, my man? It's uh, just to stay busy. You know what I mean? Uh there's a lot of free time, you know what I mean? Because you can only train so much out of the day, out of the week. I like that. And, uh, you know what I mean? It keeps me on a on a, on a a strict schedule, you know? Uh, without it, I'll probably just get in trouble. So, uh, and then I, I like it, you know what I mean? I like, because uh, I'm normally not too social. So, uh, serving makes me, forcing me to get out there, be social, and uh, stay moving, especially. And it helps with the uh, fight camp, too, because uh, if I'm, like, hungry, I'm, you know what I mean? And I'm working, like, I'm too busy to think about eating food and, Burn a couple calories walking around, so uh, it, it's good for me. It's a, it's a it's a personal thing, you know. So okay, you said it's a personal thing, but when does that override the time you dedicate to mixed martial arts? Because Dean, or excuse me, Jeff, you were on a main card of a UFC fight uh, card, right? Like this isn't the first time you are a veteran in the UFC. The UFC 
is worth billions of dollars, right? Like theoretically, you shouldn't have to do those things to for whatever, right? Like it should be completely dedicated to fighting. It sounds like you want to do it and you don't feel forced into do it. But honestly, like there's got to be times where you feel like, man, I would much rather just dedicate all my time to mixed martial arts, right? Or no, is that not the case? You like having the break. I'm it, cause uh, with the job, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't affect my, uh, the time that I dedicate to martial arts. And anyways, you know what I mean? All the time that I work, I work on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday nights, Friday nights and Saturday nights. I don't train any of those, any of those nights. You know what I mean? And uh, it's, I just feel like it just, it just fits in with my, uh, my workout schedule, my, uh, my martial arts, like, you know what I mean? It, it just fits in and I, I don't mind it at all. Like I actually like it. It's pretty cool. And, uh, I'll probably keep doing it until I can't even serve a table without people flagging me down for an autograph. Yeah, I was I was just about to say, do people ever recognize you yet, or is it, are you getting to that point? Yeah, it's it, it, it's starting to get there. Uh, I don't know. It might get it might get worse now after that last fight when I go to work. But uh, once it gets to a point where it's just annoying, and then I'm gonna have to stop. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. Now I know your schedule. I'm gonna go up in there and I'm gonna really <laughs> fuck with you. I'm gonna be like, yo, man, <laughs> this steak is undercooked. <laughs> We're just yeah. going to get a bunch of food. Now we're going to get a bunch of food because he said when the orders are wrong, he just boxes that shit up and takes it home. So we'll yeah. go with the whole crew. We'll order five things, say it all has a problem. And like Jeff's going to be eating good for like a week. We got you, <laughs> my Jeff. Man. My man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Come through. We got this all figured out. We got the fight game figured out. We got life figured out. All right. Listen, man, I appreciate you giving us a few minutes. I know you're busy, but I'm going to end on this. I referenced it. You are in the barbecue capital of the world. I love Dallas. I love Texas because, bro, I love to eat. So this gets asked a lot in the state of Texas. What's your go-to spot for barbecue food? Who does it best in Dallas? You, you know you know what's real? I don't even eat barbecue like that down here. No. I can't even tell you. I'm Why? Seriously. You're, are you vegetarian I, or vegan? Then I understand. But, like, do you no. eat meat and not eat barbecue in Texas? I'm really sad, I Jeff Neal. I just don't need barbecue. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Texan, but I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a bougie Texan. I, I like uh, oh I like fish and chips. <laughs> man, like barbecue's bougie, man. Like beef ribs are like thirteen dollars nowadays. Like the barbecue yeah, game's are, coming up, man. You broke my heart, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll 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 sub it in with a career finish of Vicente Luque, the man, the only man to ever finish the Brazilian Jeff Neal joining us on a Monday. Man, enjoy your time off. Enjoy a massive victory, and we can't wait to see what's next for you man thanks for giving us some time ain't no problem thank y'all for interviewing me unlocking the cage with jimmy smith is part of the sirius xm podcast network the executive producer is michael russo the associate producer is kelly murphy sound design by nuri balin special thanks to sirius xm's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting steve cohen and sirius xm fight nation program director marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.